You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com. Hi, I'm Abby, and you're listening to The Real Moms of Bravo, a weekly podcast where we recap your favorite Bravo shows in 30-ish minutes. And this week, Vanessa is off in Cabo becoming best friends with Gina Kehoe. So we have the amazing Jess from The Real Housewife of the West Side. Hi, Jess. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be back. Yeah, we are so, I'm so excited. I say we, I'm so used to it being both of us, but it's so exciting having you on here. And for those who don't remember, Jess was on our podcast in June. We were on her podcast in May and we're going to be on her podcast again in a little over a week. Uh, we love Jess. She knows, like, you know, everybody I would say almost all of California. You know everyone in LA, all of LA, I feel like. I know. Well, it was, you know, I was saying on my podcast a couple of weeks ago, I was like, this part of, especially on the, just to reiterate the name of my podcast again, over here on the West Side. Um, no, it is, yeah. it is a really small neighborhood, especially because my husband, you know, grew up here. So it's like everyone really does know everyone, which can be a good thing. And, you know, maybe if you're Kyle Richard, it's not such a good thing. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. already. I love Oops. it. I can't wait for Beverly. We're going to have to do like a bonus episode with you when Beverly Hills comes back. Yes. You yes. know so much. But we are going to start with Dallas. And so, you know, Vanessa and I never watched Dallas before. So we started this season blind. Oh, I so didn't know of, that. Yeah. Everyone's like, You're, why aren't you watching Dallas? You guys would oh, love Dallas. So and episode one, I'm like, where have we been? Dallas, I would say. It's probably one of the best cities. I'm hearing I need to watch Potomac, too, because Potomac is apparently amazing. Me, too. I don't watch Potomac, either, and everyone has been on my ass, too. They're like, what, what are you doing with your life? You need to get on the train. Um, I, surprisingly, was with Dallas from day one. Uh, but, yeah, I, I seemed – I'm right there with you. I Listen, New York, for me, will always be number one. Hard yes. to beat. I don't think of there's course. competition. But honestly, and I might get shit for this, but Dallas is like my number two, to be honest. Wow. Yeah. That's a bold statement, but I know, I, I know. Say, I, I, I enjoy Dallas. To me, it's almost like a Vanderpump rules. And then I think some of these women truly are friends outside the show. And yes. it makes the show when the, the friendships are forced mm-hmm. for casting purposes, it shows and you know you it. Feel and we it. Can all name yep. housewives who didn't make it. Oh, Mostly because they were not friends with any of the women. Right. It's not authentic. It's, yeah. And I think also Dallas is, I keep thinking that this is the third season, even though it's the fourth. But I think also it is new enough and fresh enough. Um, Well, actually, I take that back. I think it's half that it's new and fresh enough and half that the girls are just like, they don't, like someone like a Brandy Redman. I don't think Brandy could ever be 
like fake. I just don't think she's capable of it. Yeah. No, she seems you like know? she doesn't have a filter in a very good way. In a very good way. <laughs> yeah. I love Brandy. Uh, I loved her outfit. But before we get into that, so some of like my initial thoughts, I'm like, gosh, I need to go back and watch because as I think about Deandra's business, so yeah. from what I can gather, she was begging, Deandra kind of was like begging to run this company on her own for her mom to finally step out. Do you like, did her mom screw her over like and purposely hand her a bad business or has Deandra kind of run it into the ground? Well, you know, what's interesting. So I had Deandra on my show like a month ago, maybe a month, month and a half ago. And wait, so have you gone back and watched from season one now or no? No, we keep okay. meaning to, but like, okay. I, yeah, you so I've watched tidbits and I've like done like Wikipedia searches on the episode. Right. But it doesn't give me enough info. No, yeah, you definitely need to go, go need to go, need to go back and um, do a little Hulu party with the old seasons. Um, but so, well, here's the thing. So she actually, Deandra had a whole separate career in D.C. and had this life out there. And from the way that she tells it is that her mom wanted to retire. And this is going back years, like prior to the show. And her mom wanted to retire quite some time ago and begged Deandra to come back to Dallas saying, I need you to come back home to take over the company. So that was the precedent, basically, that was set of the situation. So she's like, OK, I'm going to uproot my, you know, she and her husband were living out there. We're going to go back to Dallas. And because you want me to run the company, well, she gets to Dallas and her mom's like, "Mm -hmm, actually, I'm not ready yet. So she's basically been in this holding pattern or this limbo with her mom for I don't know how many years now, but at minimum five or six where she's like, "Okay, mom, I moved back to Dallas. You told me you wanted me here to run the company. I'm here. So let's go. But then her mom had this, you know, trouble letting go or whatever it was. Um, And. I, yeah, I think her. Listen, I think that her mom definitely did know the situation, um, or the status of the business where it was, and did she do it deliberately to fuck the owner over? I don't. I don't know. Um, they do have a complicated relationship, so I guess it's possible. But and she still holds like the trust over her head, which is so odd to me. Yeah. So I guess yeah. Deandra doesn't get to. Deandra can't spend the money in her trust unless well, her mom says it's okay. No, the impression I was under, so I guess her trust is, it, it's it's locked up until a certain age, I think. And I don't know how old she, I don't know what the contingencies yeah, are. It's like she's almost 50. She just did turn 50, yeah. Or Yeah, could, you're right. That's what, yeah. Yeah, but so I don't know what the contingencies exactly are. Uh, but I can understand where she's coming from. Like if, if I had it, I mean, I don't know how much her trust is worth, but whatever, it must be, but if, if you had that amount, you know, somewhat available per way to help your business, I mean, of course you would want to use it. So I can see why she would be, it's not like she wants to, you know, open up to her trust to go buy a a fucking Bentley or something, you know? Right. So I can understand why she is so frustrated and I think you know she and I talked a little bit about this off mic of just the complexity of her relationship with her mom and I think that that you know it's there's probably so much that we don't even know too that it's just sure. but yeah I feel bad I do you think her. it's sweet that like her biggest concern about because like you're looking at an overview of a business and if there's right. an opportunity to not pay eight thousand dollars a month in like office space you yeah. would totally do it but her biggest concern is letting these people go. And it, it yeah. seemed very genuine and sweet. She's like, these are the good people that have stuck around, that have believed in this company. I can't just say, sorry, I'm going to cut all of you so that I can keep going. I know. I, I, know. I thought that was sweet. But I, mean, I, I hope it works too. out. 
I really I hope she finds too. a way to make it work. I do too. I do too. I really, I, I have to say, I did, I've never met her in person. We, we video Skyped and I, I don't know. I like to think that I have a pretty good judge of character. She definitely didn't listen. We, we all know some fake housewives and she didn't come off that way to me. She just, she yeah. did seem very genuine and very, very sweet. So I hope that, I hope that it works out and she can kind of turn around. I think she will. I think she's, you know, she's got a lot of good, smart people around her and she's obviously very savvy and very intelligent. So I think, I think she'll, she'll end up on top. I hope so. I missed her being at the lingerie party. I think it would have been fun to have her there. I get why I she know. wasn't. But I know. This was the most awkward lingerie party. One, so I've gone to lingerie parties for brides, but it's, it's more of a shower. It's like you dress yes, up yes. and you buy that person lingerie. Right. You don't wear it yourself, and it's not right. in the middle of the day on a Wednesday. It was, to me, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Do they not know how these things work? <laughs> I mean, it probably was partially, like, production and get that. But, yeah. listen, I, you know, people that listen to my podcast all know my my feelings about Carrie Duber. Uh, but I, I did say to someone, I said, well, you know, we all know Carrie is not going to pass up an opportunity to let it all hang out no. and uh, let, you know, so – I don't know. Also, I did love, I think everyone's favorite moment was, you know, the subtitles came on the screen where they were like, is Leanne really going to pretend that she didn't play this all herself? <laughs> I, I like how Stephanie's like, I'm just cutting a check. Like, yeah, she's like, I, yeah, exactly. So that could be the other thing. You know, Leanne doesn't really seem to do things uh, the, I don't know, beige way. So, you know, that could be the other thing. This uh. was. Leanne's interpretation. Putting it lightly when she revealed the most awkward way she's had sex with oh her at the moment, soon to be husband. I was floored. So first of all, not only so for those who didn't watch, she says that her husband cut a hole in the neighbor's fence, put his wiener through it, and they had sex. To me, it's more the logistics of it. So you're, are you in the neighbor's yard? Like that's disgusting. And there's also. Are so you going to repair their fence? Because it's disrespectful to just cut a hole in someone's fence. How about, this was my concern. I was like, how do you not get, like, wood chips in, like, places yeah. or, like, cuts or, like, and I don't. why is that erotic and sexy to you? Like, I that would not turn know. me on if someone's like, I'm going to cut a hole in a fence. And <laughs> I thought she was going to say she, like, gave him a blowjob, which that is weird, but it would be a little less weird. Yeah. The whole, just, yeah. I, the logistics of it and just. The rudeness. Come on, people. No, if you have sex in public, don't vandalize someone's property. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just, like, that was the most flooring thing I think I've, like, heard in all of housewife history. Well, okay, so, yeah, you need to go, you got, you need to go back and do seasons one through three because that may not, that may surprise not hold me. true. It may not surprise oh, you. Gosh. It, it did surprise me, but it wasn't the most surprising thing I've ever heard just because I'm like, well, it is Leanne, so... <laughs> Um, I do for those that have listened. I've only, like, so I've heard different clips, and I love trying to impersonate Leanne talking about Carrie Duber's husband. I'm surprised Carrie Duber and Leanne were friends, because the only thing I know is Leanne said that Carrie Duber's husband used to get his dick sucked at the uh, roundup. Yep, and she knows the boys who did it. I know the boys <laughs> who did it. And, like, in that Texas accent. Oh, I, I don't know. Leanne, to me, is is someone that I don't know if I'd want to be best friends with, but, God, she makes great TV. Oh, yeah, I think that's. I, I feel like that's everyone's kind of response. Yeah, yeah. She like is I dating... would be best friends with Stephanie and Brandy in a heartbeat. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. And I feel like Deandra. You know, I. Well, this is to make a reference to last season again. I 
Deandra kind of caught some flack, mostly from Leanne, um, but also a little bit from Cam, from Cameron, um, for last season being a little crass because, you know, she was hanging out with Brandy a lot and doing some things that were, as Ramona would say, de classe. Um, But Deandra seems like she can be a hoot. Well, we saw her in Mexico. I mean, she's she's me drunk, losing her earrings, falling over. Like, that is me. Fake showing. Oh, my God. When yeah. Her, she was up, like, Countess Luanne in the bushes, but, like, with her spank showing, I was like, oh, my God, I love her so much. I, I she just, is. Yeah. yeah. She's a national treasure. I thought that was amazing. Okay. I loved it. So, I, so, you brought up Camp. I can't figure out what I think of Camp. She seems very, like, elitist and uppity, and but then at the same time, it's like she's kind of sensitive. So, I'm like, maybe... Yeah. She's posing a certain way. I just can't figure it out. But her conversation with Stephanie, I felt like she got so defensive so quickly. It was like she wasn't even listening to Stephanie basically saying why Stephanie didn't want to go to her with the, like having a heart to heart like she did with Carrie. Um, I just thought it was really weird that Cameron said she was being attacked when she didn't even listen to what Stephanie was saying. Well, I feel like she did. Cameron does get, and I forget if this is Cameron's second or third season, and actually I think it's her third, um, she's always kind of been like that. I feel like she gets very defensive about the whole. It's very odd. There's this weird juxtaposition with her of her kind of, in a way, being very proud and maybe borderline flaunting that you know she is a Westcott and yeah. uh, this, but then also on the other side of that is the very 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 fine line of her being very defensive and well don't pigeonhole me like that and I'm not just that and I'm this this and it's weird she kind of vacillates between the two um but like you said I think it's a good point she um it 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 does initially her first season I was like oh god she's gonna be annoying but she does have that little bit of like humility and you know show that human side where you're like oh okay I feel kind of a little I think that really is truly who she is I don't think she's putting I don't think anything's put upon which I think is maybe why it's hard to quote hate her yeah um but she does definitely have a a story let's just say that about her her how people perceive her I think yeah, it's. I think you're right. She does. It's like she's trying to teeter the spine line because she wants to be yeah. relatable and nice, but at the same time, she wants everyone to know that she has a pretty sweet life, pretty sweet setup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very. I don't know, and I. I think, you know, I don't know. I think it's based, of course, probably most likely based like on some type of insecurity. But I don't know. It's yeah. It's interesting with her. But she. I agree. I was frustrated with that too because I. I obviously could empathize with Stephanie and I could completely understand where she was coming from. Um, but yeah, you could tell going into that Stephanie was just like, not going to get a, it just, no. <laughs> yeah. And then I felt bad because I think Stephanie was right that Cameron running away and acting like she had been attacked did make Stephanie look bad. But I feel like anyone there who knows Stephanie would know that that is never her intent from what I have noticed. Like, yeah. She seems to be yeah. the most, just good-hearted person. I don't think she would ever intentionally hurt somebody. And no. it seemed like Leanne immediately just even said to her, like, don't worry about it. 
but it's I mean I really am liking Dallas I like I Isn't know it you, good? I keep saying it. it's so good I can't every time an episode ends I'm like that was really good I can't wait for right? the next one it's like it's, it's I said I, I said I think it's 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 refreshing yes I wish more cities had what they have mm-hmm. and I don't really yeah. know how to describe it and how to replicate it but it's just it's the right blend of personalities it's the right blend of like drama making up a little bit of like a division in the group but not such a big divide that it's not like, like Beverly the Hills Trace Ami- yes or the yeah. Trace Amigas and the young um, whatever they call themselves right just, I, I really like it um but speaking yeah. of Trace Amigas moving into <laughs> OC I can't figure this season out I think it's just been really boring and everything they're trying to make a storyline even as they're starting to make it I'm just like why are you doing this so this it's whole... like mean girls you're like stop try yeah. to make it happen yeah <laughs> that's just not happening bravo and just let it go so this whole broken toe fake date canceling Emily <laughs> doing it on purpose this is the one of the dumbest storylines I've ever heard so dumb, so dumb. And I, you know, it's fine. You sent me a couple, you know, like a little bit of an outline prior. Yeah. And when I was reading through it, I was like, oh my God, I forgot about that. Like, <laughs> OC was such, I had to go back and kind of like rewatch the episode and like fast forward because I always take little notes. So, like, I don't yeah. want to like miss certain parts. And I like thought back, I'm like, what happened on OC? And it was basically yeah. fake date, O shot. <laughs> Emily oh God, and the, Tamara. The O shot looked painful. That looked really painful. And I thought that we were, I thought that we were done with the vaginal treatments, but I don't think we're ever going to get away from it. I don't know why Bravo thinks we want to see every vaginal treatment under the sun. I don't, I don't really feel a need to see that. Um, but it's yeah, too I, much. they do it a lot. Yeah, you're right. They love they to do. be like, I don't know, maybe Bravo it, I don't has an obsession funny. with it. But... I, is it no, supposed and, to be funny? I feel really uncomfortable. Like when the person administering it was like describing certain things, I'm like, I would, I was embarrassed watching it. I'm like, not because someone wants to have a better like sexual health. You do you, but right. I just don't think that needs to be. That's not something I would want televised. And I also just thought it was really odd that they thought this was like good TV. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I mean, listen, I will say I do think that it it is better than last season of OC. Although that's not really saying much. Um, I am last in- season was yeah. Horrible. Yeah, that was that was the bottom of the barrel. But um, I am enjoying Vicky as a friend of because um, I feel like we're getting like the highlight the highlight reel of Vicky, but we don't have to hear about you know her love tank. We don't really even have to see Steve, Business. which I'm totally fine with. Yeah, we don't have to hear about Kodo. We don't have to hear about you know how she has to work all the time. Um, but I will. It's- no, go ahead. No, it's the best position for her. It's kind of it like really when the is. Countess was starting to lose popularity. Mm-hmm. And so she moved and she was living in the Hamptons and they made her a friend of. But that it, was that, her best season. That was her best season. I yeah. think this is going to be yeah. Becky, Vicky's best season. Is she smart? She'll stay a friend of. Okay, yeah. See, now I am, I was talking about this with someone last week. I am really torn because in a way I'm like, okay, this is this is where they need to keep her, whatever. But then... Also, here's my other thought. Let me know what you think about this. I feel like next year they almost need to repeat the same situation with Tamara and Tamara needs to go yes. to Bravo jail. And Vicky could be like, they can be like, okay, Vicky, you served your time. You're out of Bravo jail. You can come back and get your orange. But if you do it again, you're going back. 
And then they need to do the same thing with Tamara and then, you know, kind of get Tamara in line too. So there's rumors that the Trace Amigos are going to get a spinoff. I think that's the worst thing to do. Not so much with Shannon. I love Shannon, um, especially Shannon 2.0. But, (laughs) yeah. I mean, because I like, I think about women out there, like if you're divorced and you're older and maybe you're not like loving the way your body looks, she is such a good motivation because she's lost weight. She's kept it off. She's working out. It seems like she's done it in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know for sure, but it's not like she's like bragging about, you know, not eating. She's still drinking. She's found yeah. a guy who seems like he loves her. She's starting her own business. I just, mm-hmm. She's a good model for someone who thinks their life is over and found a way to just do something with it. So I don't want her to be in Bravo jail yet. Maybe in a few seasons I will. (laughs) But I don't think they deserve a spinoff. The Trace Amigas to me, I think it's hurting OC. It's a little, they, it's, it's, it's too much. We don't, we don't need it. Listen, I'm, I'm fine. Like if we get maybe like a sprinkle of the Trace Amigas once in a while, because I just, I am. But this is also my position, which I realize may be, I don't know, uh, questionable. I am one for <laughs> – I listen, I've been with OC since day one when it first premiered. So there's like – I have this allegiance to it in a way that even if it gets like super, super shitty and I'm the only person in the whole universe watching it, like I'll still watch it. So even though like – listen, Vicky's love tank like literally c- curled – my blood boils when she talks about a fucking love tank. But then there's this part of me and maybe it's because I'm a tourist and I don't like change and it's just like comfortable. But there's this part of me that it's like, if it wasn't there that I would miss it. If that makes sense. Like I, I kind of need the trace amigas there just because I just need to know that they're there, but I don't need them all the time. Yeah, no, I agree. I think little sprinkles of them every now and then when they're on a trip, and this episode was perfect. Like, we really only saw Vicky come in for a quick minute to have lunch, and then she left. It, it, yeah, that, excellent. And, and that was great. And I hope I mean, if they continue it, it will be better. Uh, I agree, though. I think possibly Tamara becoming a friend of would be really an interesting dynamic, and it would give somebody like a Gina or a Bronwyn kind of a chance to shine. It'd be interesting to see yeah. who steps forward. But speaking of Tamara, I could not figure out what I thought of her in this episode when Emily came to the to. Tamara and Eddie for kind of health fitness advice. I, so part of me thought, okay, this is sweet. She's trying to help her. And originally it seemed like she was just listening, Mm -hmm. but then she was like, tell me what you eat. And she kept looking at Eddie and like doing these judgy eyes and rolling her eyes. And it's like, okay, not everyone wakes up in the morning and has black coffee, three egg whites, uh, two raspberries, then goes and works out and has, you know, a bed of arugula, smoked salmon, and, right, you right. know, with no three, oil. Like, feta, yeah, with just a little bit of olive oil and like three little feta crumbles as their fat. And then for dinner has chicken breast and broccoli. Like, that's just not normal. And yeah. I, I just didn't think it was fair. Like, clearly she knows she's made some bad choices health-wise. She's there to get get her life, you know, get make it better. I did like how Eddie said, this isn't a quick fix. This is like an ongoing, you know, life thing. This Mm -hmm. is the rest of your life. And I think he was taking it seriously, but I feel like she was like judging her the entire time. Yeah. It felt very shameful. That's what, that's what, um, listen, it, it triggered me for a myriad of reasons, but I, it felt very shameful because yes, I, you know, I, I can, if you deconstruct it just down to facts, I guess I can understand where, 
I, I can understand where Tamara's coming from. Okay, having just coffee for breakfast and then having Del Taco for lunch, no, not the most helpful, healthful yeah. choices. Okay, yes, we can all agree on that. But there's a way to go about it and there's a way to speak to someone without shaming them. And I felt like the way she was speaking to Emily was very shame-oriented. And especially if you're if you really are trying to honestly help your friend and you want her to feel better about herself and and you know live a more healthful life like you you don't go the shame route it's just gonna it's not gonna work and it just makes people feel shitty so I think that at least was the biggest thing where I was like literally wanted to shake Tamara and be like Tamara no like I get that some people respond to you know, and maybe Tamara's like this. I feel like Tamara's one of the people that responds to like a boot camp mentality where it's like, no, don't do this, do this. But I think a lot of people, myself included, like I don't respond to that well at all. If you come at me from that point, I'm going to be like, fuck you. <laughs> you yeah, know, I'll just shut down. I'd be like, screw this. I don't have to do this. Yeah. I can make my own choices. Yeah. I And I think I sympathize with Emily because I've never been someone who's, you know, like 120 pounds. And after having two kids, it's, it is the struggle. And it's like, you're very much aware that you need to make a change, but it's also hard when, and I think we all have excuses. We're busy in life or you want to be social and you know, you don't have time to cook and meal prep and stuff. And I think sometimes you just need someone to be like, okay, like we're going to make a few small manageable changes. Right. And it just felt like Tamara, I think what Tamara was expecting was like you said, a boot camp, a 180. And that's yeah. not what Emily wants. It's not what she needs. And well, I just felt so really bad for her. I did too. Yeah. I did too. And you're right. I, t- I, I totally, same thing. I completely empathized with, with Emily. Cause I, you know, I mean, uh, that's p- part of my whole podcast is talking about my health and wellness journey and my eating disorder and all that stuff. So I totally get that. And especially when you're at what really, really struck me deeply when, when Emily said, um, was when Emily said, you know, I know that this is, I know I've let this happen. I just don't want to acknowledge it. And I was like, oh, fuck. Because I think I, sorry, can I curse on you? Oh, yeah, we're explicit. You're good. Okay. Okay. Say fuck, Uh, shit, damn, go crazy. Um, I was like, I just, because I know that feeling. And if you've ever felt that feeling, like it's such a raw thing that I was like, oh my gosh, she's, she's coming here and being so raw and so vulnerable. And to just, I know what that's like. And I just felt like the way that, I just felt like Tamara could have handled it way better. And you're also totally right spot on that when, listen, if you're going to make any lifestyle change, it's, I don't, I don't know anyone, including myself, who's ever made it work when they're like, okay, I'm going to change A to Z, everything all at once. It's going to work perfectly. That No, that's not how like life works. So I totally agree. If, if, if Tamara would have come at it from one, a more gentle and empathetic place and two, a place like, okay, well maybe let's just start with this and like, I'm going to help you and I'm going to hold your hand. But it came from it, at least the way I think most of us viewed it. It came across very shameful and judgmental and very almost like accusatory. Like, look what you did. Yes. And that's yes, I agree. Gross. It's I know I, I felt so bad for her. I felt like Tamara was like really quick too to be like, oh, that's obese. Like, because I think Eddie was kind of afraid to say it. He's like, your BMI is thirty four point one, which there was a lot of things out there on Twitter that said that's not obese, but. I'm pretty sure it technically is. I thought anything over 30 was. I could be wrong. Yeah. I'm not yeah. a nutritionist. I, um, but well, I also I just feel like. Through... Oh, no, go ahead. No, I was just to say, I also think that that's just 
taking into account two things. It's your height and your weight. It's not looking at necessarily like they were talking about like her muscle composition, her fat composition. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of other things that need to be evaluated. Totally, totally. And yeah, I was just going to say, listen, I went through, I had the gastric sleeve surgery back in um, Christmas of last year. So it's, it's been about, it's been 10 months since I had it. And, and I can understand you're absolutely right. When they do your BMI, it's anything over 30 is, and I think this is where it gets weird because people have different connotations with different words, but medically speaking, just purely medically yes. speaking, anything from 30 to 35% is classified as obese and then there's obese one obese two whatever um but I get that a lot of people are probably like you don't call that obese and whatever and yeah but it's I, I did think that interestingly enough Eddie kind of handled it maybe well because also doesn't he le- isn't he legit a personal trainer so he probably does talk yeah. about this stuff like with people whereas Tamara's like Wah! yeah and he was like we're gonna do a fitness competition I felt oh like I would have loved to have seen Eddie get to have just the conversation with her without Tamara because he was yeah. being, I thought just really nice. Like you don't have to look at the number. We don't mm-hmm. have to say it. We don't have to talk about it. He's like, I'm more interested right. to see how much muscle you have and how much fat you have. And I think originally right. he said your body, like you could have kind of figured it out. He said your body is like X percent fat. X yeah. Percent yeah. Yeah. Muscle. Yeah. Um, and then he said the number, which I actually was kind of surprised by the number because I don't think I, she must be very tall. Because yeah, I think like at like 191. Okay. Because I was going to say, I don't think she's that big. Well, I don't think she's a size two, but I don't think she's that big. The other thing is that it really depends on your um, muscle definition and your skeletal uh, builds. Like I like have bone a mass. Very, yeah. Yeah. I'm at 191 right now and I'm 5'8, but I'm wearing a size 10. So, yeah, which is, which I think a pretty, like, normal like that's right like if I sent you a picture of me right now or you can look on my other Instagram right now you can see a picture of me right now you wouldn't like like I have this one friend we were just talking about her off mic who whenever I tell her like oh I got to this one she's like really but it I have more muscle definition and I have a really big like bone mass if that makes sense whereas you know so I think that's the other thing I feel like Emily probably is built more like me where she's built a little bit I hate this because I've been told this my entire life, but you have, a, yeah. you have a big build or you have a big frame yeah. or whatever. So well, she has yeah, broader I, shoulders. I mean, she does have a little bit more of like a commanding presence. Than she some, does. But, she does. Um, yeah. But that's yeah, I, I just, I was why they put surprised. it on the screen. But I do, I, I appreciate her vulnerability in just opening up the subject though. Exactly. I think it was good because I think for other women out there, who like I I would never have guessed that you were that way, but I think for somebody who thinks everyone who's skinny weighs 140 pounds, it's probably nice to see somebody at 191. Mm-hmm. Particularly a lot of moms, we have a strong mom audience. I'm sure there's some women who aren't where they want to be, and they hear that and they think, okay, not that you should compare yourself to everyone, but they think, okay, like right. not everyone out there is a certain weight. And um, no, right. I, it was a it was a very raw moment. It was really kind of hard to watch because I felt like Emily just needed a hug. And nobody was giving it to her. And I'm not even Emily's biggest fan, but I was just like, oh. I know. I'm not, I'm not either, but I was the same day. Yeah. But, then I, but then I, was it that, was it the same night that she was on Watch What Happens Live? Yes. Was, that, okay. Because about then, how he didn't make it, uh, he didn't, he did not pass uh, the bar. Yeah. Which we all knew. You were, you were like right there. You were boots on the ground with that research. I got way too into that. <laughs> I wasted an entire 
day. I learned so much about becoming a lawyer in California. I had people like messaging me like, you need to go here. You need to check this. And so I just kept doing it. And I think even Vanessa was like, you know that like, we're not going to win an award if you prove you didn't pass the bar. I'm like, I know, but I'm just so, like, I need to like, I wanted the answer. So no, he did not pass it. It was confirmed. I mean, I, yeah. yeah. But, but I, I just couldn't believe what she was to, even Andy was like, um, he kind of was coming off like an asshole. She's like, no, no, I don't know. I just, that made me kind of regress, I guess, with Emily a little bit. I was like, really, are you really like, and I, I don't know. I the whole Alexis thing. So I just, I mean, I that know. was so stage and plan. But I, it was just funny to me. Like, I know Alexis was basically saying to Emily, like, you're, you are in the spot I was oh, with Jeff. Totally. Totally, totally. And the second they made that kind of like comparison, I was like, wait, they are the same person. Uh, Jim and Shane. They're yeah. very controlling, rude. Emasculating. Um, emasculating. And the funny thing is, I think both of them were threatened by their wives more than anything. I think Jim oh, knew 100%. he married up. Alexis was a lot more attractive than him. And I think with Shane, I mean, Emily is a licensed lawyer in California. She passed the California bar. Well, yeah. he hasn't. And she doesn't need him. Like, that's yeah. the other thing. I think he knows that she doesn't need him. Yeah, she's accomplished. She's smart. She's beautiful. She's a good mom. She, all these things. Like, what does she really need him for? His his family, maybe? I mean, I know she loves Perry. And you worked out with Perry, didn't you? Or is that no, else? I don't. No, I haven't worked out with Perry. I, I have Persian in-laws, but I've never. Okay. The, no, I've never <laughs> David, I don't know where I'm thinking you worked out with Perry. You've worked out with like all of LA. So maybe I'm I've worked out with everyone else. But yeah, yeah, I'm expanding you into OC now. Um, I love it. You said I have Persian in-laws. I, I do have Persian in-laws. It's like the same thing. Yeah. It's like the same thing. It's fine. It's fine. No. Uh, no, I do know she has a close relationship with his family. I don't know if that's some of it. I hope there's more to it, but. I love what Alexis ordered. So Emily orders a mimosa and Alexis ordered a mimosa with a shot of vodka. Okay. Thank you for mentioning that because I've never heard of that before in my life. And it sounds disgusting. It sounds Is awful. that a thing? I mean, I think vodka and orange juice, fine. I've done that at tailgates in college. It was, it was not bad. I've done vodka and orange soda. I used to call them orange nakas, but um, I thought that was like the most clever thing too. When I was in college, I'm like, I'm going to have an orange naka. Nobody knew what it was. Um, but It was your so, skinny girl margarita. It really was. And it, it never took off. But if it does, <laughs> I, you heard maybe it here. one day. Yeah, everyone, the first 10 people to buy into orange naka are, I'm going to make you rich. But the idea of mixing champagne and vodka is disgusting. Oh. I like both on their own, too. No. Well, also, like, don't you, I was saying this to, speaking of Persian laws, we were at one of my husband's cousin's birthday ship situations on Saturday night and uh I brought my own Sauvignon Blanc because I'm a wine stop and uh they didn't have wine and anyways I, I ran out of my supply so my husband was <laughs> like why don't, you, why don't you just get a vodka soda and I was like you can't be drinking no. Sauvignon Blanc the whole night and like one I'll, I'll puke yeah and it's a horrible two, mixing idea yeah I don't know how Alexis is like popping this and going about her that would one make me probably vomit or t it, I would be in bed the rest of the day I assume she had a driver I was actually thinking that I'm like she's a mom she's not driving right I mean maybe she maybe Jim had the kids that day maybe still I would have been so drunk I was interested that, that one drink so and the up. color when they brought him out I was oh. so hard because <laughs> her color even looked like this looks like an ugly gross drink 
It really did. It looked like it looked like if you had like a mimosa and then you like dumped it out or put like dish soap in there. So I don't yeah, know. Yeah, like watered down, gross, like no murky. Point it was really bad. But I did love seeing her back. And I almost like I kind of I would love for her to be a friend of. I'm not ready for her to hold an oh, orange again. But a friend of I would totally support. Me too. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. She could go head to head with Tamara. That would be really interesting. Oh, Jesus Drugs two point I'm here for it. Yeah. I think it'd be really good. All right, Bravo, make it make it happen. Let's let's manifest it. <laughs> yes, I love it. We're putting it out there. I'm gonna post We're it to stories it. now. Everyone share it. We will make Alexis come back. But I, they dropped. I also was like watching it. And I'm like, okay, the best part about this whole entire episode was Alexis ordering a mimosa with a va- shot of vodka, and then they dropped <laughs> this mid season trailer, and it looks amazing. But I also wow. knowing what I know, I'm like, none of this is gonna live up to what they're showing. Well, right, because they they are master, master. Listen, if Bravo shows do not win Emmys for, like, editing, they should, because they are master manipulators when it comes to editing. I thought the same thing, too, actually, now that you mentioned it. When I was watching the trailer, I was like, okay, is this a highlight reel? Is this a best of? Or is this... Yeah, like, I want to believe it. I want to think, oh, wow. Like, when Bronwyn's like, I'm going to fuck her up. No one messes with my family or something like that. I was like, yeah, this is going to be great. But then it settled. I'm like, oh, no, this is like, this is never going to be what I think it is. I know. I know. I mean, uh, I know. I'm the same thing. I got excited that I was like, fuck, what if she's just like talking about her mom or something? Yeah. <laughs> it's probably like her vet, something, you know, her like vet. stupid. The photographer that took the Christmas photos yeah, of the chair. Exactly. She's she like, ruined them. I know, I know, I know. Christmas card, and I'm gonna fuck up her life. Seriously, but, by the way, am I the only one that's not like I, I, I'm like secretly a little bit excited to see Bronwyn. Like I act like I'm getting one. Um, I just feel like she's the type of person that's gonna post her Christmas card on Instagram. I think they all do. I mean, I think majority. All do of, I mean, Kyle does. I don't. Well, because Kyle has that deal with whatever. I don't know if she does oh, Shutterfly or, or Shutterfly. Yeah, yeah. yeah or Tiny Prince or so, something yeah. where it's like. She does her, we all know that's not your real Christmas card, Kyle. Like, relax. Uh, but no, I, I just love that Bronwyn is is so proud of her original Christmas card when I'm like, really? That's not that original, dude. Um, I'm excited to see her, though. I'm sure she'll I, post it. Oh, for sure, for sure. Especially in her outfit. Yeah. I think, personally, I think you and Vanessa, I think you guys have, you should recreate that for your Christmas card. Oh my God. I didn't even think of that. So we've been thinking about what we're going to do. Cause our like one year, like anniversary of real moms of Bravo is coming up. And so we're like, Oh, what should we do? Like, should we like, we're trying to think of some kind of funny post. And I hadn't even thought about our Christmas card. I think we need to do it now. Break up the lingerie. Go <laughs> for sure. So this is a really funny story in college. When I was a freshman in my dorm, I had a random roommate and a lot of people on my floor did. And we all just kind of randomly ended up being friends. And it was such like a mismatch of personalities. Like there was a girl who grew up in a farm in Missouri. There was a, like a sweet Southern belle from Memphis who was one of my dearest friends. So is the girl who lives on a farm. There was a couple of girls who were big potheads um, that like I'm still friends with. It's just, it was such a like melting pot of personalities. But my um, friends, one was from Memphis and the other girl was from St. Louis. They decided they were going to do a kind of a risque Christmas card for just those that were dorm friends. So they weren't going to like show their family or send it out right. to anybody. And they were wearing nothing, like pretty much naked. They I think they wore underwear, but they held a wreath very conveniently that covered like their boobs and like crotch <laughs> area. 
and got it printed and sent it out to all of us. I thought it was like so funny, but I'm like, obviously I'm not going to take this Christmas card home for Christmas right, right. in case my family sees it. So I put it on my bulletin board in my dorm. Well, my, uh, I had a weird roommate situation. Actually, my original roommate um, kept having sex while I was in the room. It was really awkward oh, and uncomfortable. So I moved out and I was moving in with this girl who was like, yeah, you can move into the room. But just so you know, at um, start of second semester, I'm moving into my sorority house. I'm going to move in early. So you're going to end up probably end up either with a room by yourself or another random. And I was like, oh, okay, whatever. So I didn't even think I'm going to have another random roommate coming in that I've never met in January. And the Christmas card was sitting out there and she had not met anyone. She thought maybe I was one of those girls and her dad saw it. I think he was like so nervous. He's like, my, she looks like a creative gal. (laughs) It wasn't even me, but like now that like, I was like, I would love to like see somebody try to recreate that now, like in their thirties versus what we look like at like 19 holding a wreath to cover our boobs, but. Oh my God. That's amazing. That's amazing. It was, yeah. But it's been amazing having you on here. I like, I love talking Bravo with you because you know so much Bravo stuff, but you know, all the like back end personal things like you are like a researcher of Bravo. I'm a, well, I'm a researcher and I also really, um, kind of have diary of the mouth and, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, I, I don't know. I just, yeah, being around here, I, I'm observant and I, um, listen, I, it's, it's my service to everyone. Like really, I don't mind paying $30, um, every time I go to SoulCycle because it's a business investment. So it really is. You should write it off. Oh, I tried. My accountant didn't allow it, but uh, um, <laughs> you should talk to my husband. He's an accountant. He'll figure out a way to make that one work. Oh, for really? you. I, I yeah. included it in the in the Excel documents that I that I sent over to his assistant. And they were like, "Um, we're not really understanding how SoulCycle is in a business expense. Um, like, you just need to be a little more flexible here. Like, really think me... about the people yeah. I'm networking with. I was like, "Would you want the link to my uh, podcast?" They were like. Yeah. Oh. I talk about it all the time. You do. I mean, you've ran into a lot of people at SoulCycle. That's been a good investment. It really has. And I, um, yeah, I, I should be getting like endorsed or something by SoulCycle at this fucking point with all the free advertising I do for them. I mean, not that they need me. They're doing fine, but they could like throw you a bone and give you like a $10 class. Right. (laughs) I guess I got a free class, um, for my, for my birthday. That's really nice. That was like six months ago, but yeah. I'm going to put it out there. I'm going to see, you know, we're manifesting Alexis coming back. I'm going to manifest you being hashtag sponsored by SoulCycle. (laughs) We can do this, Jess. It can happen. It can happen. 2020 goals. Yes. I love it. We'll remind (laughs) everyone where they can find you. Yes, absolutely. So my podcast is The Real Housewife of the West Side, where you can listen to it anywhere you listen to Abby and Vanessa. And uh, my Instagram is really, really long. It's at The Real Housewife. Wait, hold on. I'm so sorry. I'm going to make it. I totally forget what I, I just changed it. To I think make you're it just better. Real Housewife. Not Wait, are you The? I always forget I if you have I The am or just, not. I think I am just Real Housewife. I think you're right. Uh Yes, it's so that. I'm so sorry. I should have known this. No, I should have um, known it. <laughs> no, it's not. I should. Uh, yes, my Instagram is at Real Housewife of the West Side. So that's my Instagram. And uh, yeah, my episodes are out every Wednesday and uh, Friday. So. so I will be sure to tag you. So for everyone listening, go listen, go tag, follow Jess. I can't even talk. Sorry, everyone. Go follow Jess, listen to her podcast because 
she gets really good tea and we cannot wait to come on your show uh, in a little bit over a week. Guys, I know, I know. It'll be the same, uh, not the same conversation. We can, we can <laughs> deep, dive deeper into Dallas. Yes. Yeah. And maybe Vanessa can give a little bit of an update of her budding oh, friendship with Gina. Wait. They're texting each other. She just, I love it. <laughs> sent love me a it. screenshot of her and Gina texting. So it's, it's been let's, a let's wild trip. Manifest Vanessa getting invited to Christmas with Shane and Cara and Colton and Gina. I mean, let's put that out there in the universe. I also told Vanessa she should ask Gina to throw a glass of wine in her face because, you know, Tamara did that to Gina. So I feel like it'd be, you know, kind of poetic justice for Gina to get to do it to somebody else. Amazing. Uh, as long as I, it's captured on video. Well, that's why I sound like your husband better be filming that. Oh. If that goes without being filmed, it's like it didn't happen. Yeah, that's grounds for divorce right there. <laughs> yes, exactly. I think it was in their prenup. Um, but yes, <laughs> thank you everyone so much for listening and we will catch you next week. You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're Body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At Body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a Pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah. You will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are Body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com.